Steelers week. It is Steelers week. Talk about two of the most iconic franchises in the entire NFL. That's true. That's true. Looking a little bit different these days. Yeah. We're going to get after it. Home opener for the Niners. They'll take their 2-0 record home to Levi Stadium and host the Ben Bo- Roethlisberger, Les Pittsburgh Steelers with Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast. ED. What's happening? Man, Steelers are happening. I think it's a big game for the Niners. Yes, I think, it is. I think this is huge because this is not only is the home opener, right? I mean, we talked about this before. You told me, good teams, you got to take care of your business at home, try to go 500 on the road. That's it. Well, so far, they're perfect on the road. This is their first taste at home, but you're going up against a team that's without a starting quarterback, starting tailback is banged up. Yeah. You don't want to overlook these guys despite all the success that you had on the road prior to taking it back to Levi's, right? I think this is, I think this is huge. And you talk about a young team. I think this is huge. I think if you're Kyle Shanahan, you gotta be, you gotta be kind of getting on these guys a little bit, making sure there's there's no let up because this is one that could easily kind of slip through the cracks and 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 get you off 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 track from what it is that you're trying to accomplish. I, I, I'm, you know what? I'm on the complete opposite side of that coin. Really? I, th- I think this is the perfect team. What a surprise! This is a perfect. What well, do we agree well, on? I, I, I mean, you're just wrong all the time. <laughs> It's it's not a, a agreeing or disagreeing. I mean, I just can't co-sign on you being wrong. What do you want me to do? Just, so you jumped off the bridge. I, I, I got to just hold on to the rope. I've never been told that in my entire life. What, that you're wrong? Yes. See, that's wrong. They should have told you. But not you. that I'm wrong, but that I'm wrong all the time. Well, I mean, just when I say I'm not with you 24 hours out of the day, just during, you know, this podcast time, you know, while we sit and talk. Yeah, Repeatedly you tell me how wrong I am. But you're wrong a lot while we're together. That's that's all I can go off of. I can't go off of the way you spend your life and the way you live. I can only go off of the time I spend with you. And when I'm with you, you're wrong a lot. That's so, all I'm so saying. So why am I wrong about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you can't overlook the Steelers. You talked about it. It's an iconic team. You know that it's a talented team. You know that this is a team that that is always in a playoff hunt. The players are in the Niners' colors. They understand that. It would be different if you were going against a squad that is historically bad, uh, that is coming off of a bad season and you don't feel like they have the players there and you are comfortable in the position that you're in. You are coming off of you know perennial good teams. The Niners aren't that. So coming home, playing against Pittsburgh, I think it's perfect because you know that this is a team that you have to be prepared for. You know that a Tomlin-led squad is going to walk in, and they'll be prepared no matter what. They tend to they have that next-man-up mentality, and they keep a good squad of players that can execute what it is that they're doing. Like Sometimes they get devastated by the injuries, but, you know, they lost their quarterback. Running back's got to, you know, he's got a hitch in his giddy-up with the knee. But you know that Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. So that's why I think this is a good team for them to come in on because um, they won't lose because of a let-up. If they lose this game, it won't be because the guys weren't prepared, that they weren't mentally there, uh, that they walked into this week thinking that they're better than. They haven't done enough. And the guys know it. They're, they're, they still have something to prove. They're still chasing something. I think it's a perfect time and, and the perfect way to open up. And thank goodness it's, a, it's against a team with – Good potential. If, if you're with us earlier this week, I talked about how 
I had this huge epiphany while I was cooking dinner and, and watching, rewatching the, 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 the Bengals Niners game from Sunday and how I felt like this Niners team, at least today, entering week three, was the best team in the NFC West. Eric, of course, disagreed with that as he disagreed. Not of course, not of just, course. Just, I'm just, I, just about I just everything. everything out, you know, people didn't but, like it. Call me a hater. But, but I'm not. <laughs> I love the colors. But I, I just, I, I, seeing that. And also feeling like having said that and seeing what this team has done, it, it, it just feels to me like in, in, in a, a perfect opportunity to get somewhat comfortable. No. And you can't, you can't do that if you're this Niners team. And no. they're young. I mean, many, you got a quarterback that's only started 12 games. This is going to be his 13th start. You got you talked about Mostert, who's a fifth-year guy, but has he really played? You got babies all over the field, man. Like, Rayshon, how many games? It can happen. Rayshon, how many games did they win last year? They didn't start off 2-0. Okay. No, no, no. How many games did they win? They barely won two games yeah, last yeah. year, okay? You don't – there is no way you can sit and say you've arrived when you haven't done anything. I there's know no that. Way that and you know but that. But there's no way that the coaching staff will allow that to happen. There's no way the players are going to allow that to happen. They know that they have an opportunity to do something. A huge opportunity. And it's out in front of them. They they don't – you, you're talking about resting on your laurels. What have they done Nothing. There's nothing to rest on. There's no seat. There's no sofa. There's no cushion. They're, they're, they don't even have a nice little pal- pallet of leaves out in the woods to lay down for a campfire. So can I give you what, what the cushion is? Right? Here we go. All, all week long, you're hearing about how Kyle Shanahan has got this offense going. Jimmy Garoppolo well, does. is returning to form. He the, is. The Niners are 2-0, and they having are. won their first two road games. Okay. First time they've done that since 1989 since, since when, 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 they yeah. a, when they won a Super Tiny Bowl. Yeah. So you're hearing all this stuff, and people are telling you how great you are. You're only, it's only natural, only human for you to allow some of that to sink in and to think that you accomplished something by when not just You're not just 2-0, E.D. You're 2-0 with two road wins. You haven't been home in a whole week. They spent the entire week last week in Ohio going straight from Tampa to Ohio. They're in Youngstown, Ohio the entire week. They, they spent that whole week on the road, and then they handled their business, of course, against the Cincinnati Bengals. So you're going to hear things. You're going to hear some negative things as well, but you're going to hear a lot of positive things yeah. uplifting you about what you've already accomplished. You're going to hear a lot of positive things because you've done a lot of positive things. Uh, but you also – It part, was a home game in Cincinnati. The part, the part that you are forgetting – well, yeah, okay, it was a home game for Cincinnati. Guess what? Cincinnati's 0-2, right? Correct. And the, re- and the reason that they're 0-2 and not 1-1 is because you beat them. So you did what you were supposed to do. You Right now, they don't look like a great team. I think they're going to eventually get things done because that's a good roster, but you, you beat a team that you looked like you were supposed to win against, and you did. Uh, the reason that you don't lose your mind at 0-2, the reason that – you can't make your biggest jump, as you said in the last show, from week one to week two is because you know that it's a marathon. These are NFL players. There are some rookies out there, like Greenlaw. He doesn't know how tired he's going to be. Come, And he is balling. I like him. I like him. That was a good pick. That's a good player. I like him. We'll get into that. But you don't know how your body's going to shut down because you're going to play more football in this season than you've ever played in your life in one season. Um, but you, it's a marathon. There are enough guys on that team that understand that week two, you haven't done anything, anything. No one has ever won a championship in week two of the NFL. I hope I'm wrong. 
And so I, I I hope I'm wrong. You are wrong. If they lose the game, it won't be because they are overlooking the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can't overlook the Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't overlook New England. You don't. There are just certain teams you don't overlook. You won't overlook Seattle. You 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 just can't. There are teams within this league that you know because people always say, well. You can't look. Oh, you can't overlook anyone. You know that's cliche. As you can't look overlook any team, and coaches will say you can't look any overlook anyone any week because anyone can do anything in the NFL. That's true, but I also know that we used to literally sit. <laughs> Me and the boys used to literally sit at the hacienda during training camp, the watering hole, this Mexican restaurant that we would go to between practices, Love and Mexican they would have food. and they would have a schedule up. You know, they would have our preseason schedule up, regular season schedule up on the wall. And we would sit there. We would sit there and just like, okay, well, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. Okay. And we would just go down until we saw where we had Dallas. And then we'd look at their schedule and be like, okay, you know what? Well, we should be – we should actually be 10-0 and when we get there. And then we'd be like, okay, you know what? We got to have a bad day somewhere. So let's just say 9-1. and Because there are teams that you look at, and it's not that I'm overlooking you. I just know I'm going to be prepared and I'm going to beat you because I'm better than you. Because football is about matchups and you don't match up well. So this team is not going to overlook the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to, they're going to work on their matchups, be prepared to play, because the way that they are, even with the Staley injury, the way this team is currently constructed matches up well versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know that they're going to come in prepared. They won't lose because they overlook Pittsburgh. I, I just Stop think, it. I just think there's so many reasons to kind of enter this week with some caution, right? I mean, you, all the things that I mentioned earlier, and then not to mention the fact that on the other side of this game is the bye week, right? Uh-huh. So that being said, I just think there's a, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons to kind of enter this, this week with, with some caution. Now, you talked about the Steelers, right? You can't overlook the Steelers because they're the Steelers, right? Yes. This Steelers team looks drastically different. Last year this time, we were talking about the Killer Bees and how one of the Killer Bees, you know, was he going to report, was he, wasn't gonna, was mm-hmm. he not going to report, and mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, right? He ended up not playing the entire season. He's gone now. He's a Jet. Antonio Brown, he's gone now. He's a Patriot by way of the Raiders, uh-huh. right? And then the other Killer Bee, who was the most consistent Killer Bee of them all, Big Ben Roethlisberger, He's out with an elbow injury, uh-huh. and so he's done for the entire season. So this team looks drastically different than it did a year ago this time, right? You look at Big Ben, you see the Super Bowl rings. He's not going to be there lining up under center. You're going to see Mason Rudolph, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. What's he going to bring to the table? There's a big unknown there. There you go. There's a big unknown, which is another reason why you don't overlook it because you can't – you, you haven't played against a player. Um, and by that I mean you, you game plan an offense or a defense, but you play the player. Um, the offense may be the exact same. The play selection may be the exact same um, play call. But the way Ben plays that play when you're out going against him is going to be different than the way Rudolph would play that particular play physically. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know what the ball is going to look like coming out of his hands, if it's going to jump, if, if it's going to be a rainbow. You don't know those type things. You don't know how much dancing he's going to do. in the po- He's athletic. He moves around in the pocket. But does he have the mindset of a Ben to stand there, that extra beat? 
that extra TikTok, knowing that he's going to get Ben's hit in the face. Ben's different when it comes to that. Ben, Ben's, he's a he's different, different dude. He's, he's a different. different dude. So that's what I'm saying. So plays last longer. You don't know how those things are going to develop down the road. So, so you, so that right there is a the reason why you can't overlook it because you're you're really game planning for someone. That's why you see a lot of backups come in and then they have success early on, because again. You're, you're game planning that offense, but you don't know how that backup is going to play the position because you haven't played against him. And then people started to see, oh, that's what Nick Foles likes to do. Well, the good oh, thing I'm going to show him that he can't do it. Good thing is Niners have some film on him, right? They yes, got a, they got yes. a whole half worth of film on him. You got a half on him. Because he looked, he looked good against the Seahawks team that weren't expecting to see him. He, he completed about nine or ten in a uh-huh. row at one point in that second half, playing the entire second half after Big Ben left with, with that elbow injury. Um but so so you do have some film to go off of. Yes, you have. Which, you have, which could we which could imagine limited. would be helpful. Yeah, which, which is limited, and you get to compare those plays um, at, to the way Ben played those plays. So that's what I'm saying. So all the things we're talking about, it makes you lock in and focus on those things. That's why the complacency doesn't come in because you know you have to prepare for something that you really haven't seen and you don't know. And the coaches are going to harp on that because they know it as well. And the players. You're still you're preparing this against this defense, I mean, against this offense, with that understanding that you have to kind of focus in on all the peripheral aspects of what's happening, um, and not just the quarterback position. To see, are the formations the same? Uh, you know, splits the same? Is he still trying to to get? Is he looking at the same reads when you see similar plays? So that half comes in handy, but it makes you lock in more. So that's why, again, I say it's it's a good thing, man. Uh, but you know, of course, I'd rather get him without Ben. <laughs> There's some 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 other question marks as well for the Steelers offense. James Conner, yeah, uh, he, he banged up his knee late in the game against the Seahawks on Sunday. So as of this recording, he has not practiced yet this week. Um, there's a chance he may not practice at all this week, but still be available for the game on Sunday. Yeah, you're getting a guy that hadn't didn't have any reps the entire week of practice. Eh, that's okay. That's okay. He knows the offense. He knows what he needs to do. You get healthy. I mean, I, I had seasons where, I, I mean, I, I think it was, might have been like my fifth season with the Niners where I literally probably after the second week of October, I don't think I practiced um, anything other than red zone. Like I, had, like, I had to have double hernia uh, surgery after the season, and I didn't even practice the entire year after that. I would do ten plays of red zone on Friday and then take a shot and play on Sundays. I, that shot was not nice, not nice, not nice at all. But you can you can you can still focus in once once you've done it and you know how to um, mentally prep for a game and get your reps in while you're watching. That that's not the issue. Um, what what's going to be a bigger issue for the Niners? I, I think you're going to see running back by committee if that is the case, and it's it's like with the Niners, where you may have the same formations. Um, but Radio Raheem, Radio Raheem, as opposed to Brita, it's different on how you have to attack that and approach it. If you're a linebacker or if you're a safety, you know what I mean. If you're a D lineman, all these type things, it changes the way those guys do it. So that's what the Niners may have to deal with, as, as opposed to a heavy dose of Connor, Benny Snell Jr., Jalen yep. Samuels. Mm-hmm. You might see a heavy dose of those guys. There's some dissension in the ranks, though, at at, at wide receiver as well. Mike Tomlin. Um, expressing his displeasure with Dante Moncrief, one of the wideouts there. So there could be some changes uh, at the wide receiver position for 
uh, this this Pittsburgh Steelers team. He got actually got pulled from the game against against uh, Seattle. So you're looking at maybe James Washington, Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a secondary that I have a whole lot of confidence in. Witherspoon has played as well as as any corner around the league through these first two weeks. And Sherm yep. is he's got a little extra giddy up. You know, in, in his well, in, in his step, he's playing well. Um, and I mean, there was a time he was running step for step with John Ross. That dude ran a four-one. Well, he knows where he's going. He, that's see, see, that's that's the thing that happens in this league. And, and why not? I, I I'm on record. Before Sherm got here, I was like, "Come on, man!" I was talking to him. Get here. I, I would love for you to wear my number. Get here, man. Put that twenty-five. Get in my colors. Why? Because I knew he was going to heal. Every for some reason, everyone because Seattle was breaking up. For some reason, everyone viewed Sherm like this old player. Like Sherm is not Sherm is not this old fifteen year veteran. He's got a lot of football left, and he hurt himself. Well, it's his like, ninth year. It's, it's his ninth year. Okay, it's his ninth year. Sherm Sherm is in his ninth year. You know, barring because you can't count. He's healthy. He's playing. Sherm can play at this level for another five six years. Because he's a smart guy, he understands what what to do, and understand this, uh, Rayshon, you don't have to run a four two to cover a guy who runs a four two, because at some point I can diagnose where you're going, and all I have to do is meet you there when the ball gets there. I'm not racing. It's not a race. This, this is not a race. No. This this is it's about diagnosing where the play is going to what it's going to develop into and Sherm does that as well as anyone in the history of the game at the defensive back position so as long as you are healthy yes you have to have there's a certain amount of physical attributes that you have to have to play the position you can't you can't be just some slappy out there trying to get it done you you have to be physically inclined to a certain level he has that now you don't have to Again, you don't have to be a four-two. I, I guarantee you. After, I probably ran full speed, like all out full speed, as fast as I could go in a game. I probably did that. I know it was less than a handful of times after, probably after my fourth year in the league, fifth year in the league, where I was literally running full speed. Because because you. Uh, the, the game is about doing everything as fast as you possibly can under control. So if you're, you're running, running from full the cops, speed, you when can't. you're running from the cops like you normally have to do when we leave here, <laughs> so you're running full speed. How hard is it you? Well, I gotta put my business how in hard, like how that, hard is it for you to hit that corner when you're going full speed and change directions? I'm, you see what I'm saying? I'm an upstanding young man. I don't know what yeah, you're talking about. Let, let you tell it. But see, <laughs> when, when you're running from the cops full speed, it's hard to change directions, right? So f- the game is about being as fast as you possibly can under control. So you're never really full speed. So what makes the game faster and what makes players faster is understanding where it is you have to go. Understanding the angles, leverage and angles. If you hold the proper leverage, you take the correct angle, you diagnose what a guy is doing, I know where you're going. So all I have to do is meet you there when the ball gets there. I don't have to be there before then. It's like the old John Wooden quote, right? Be quick, but don't hurry. Exactly. That's that's the game. The switch over to, to, to the defensive side, the Steelers' defensive side now, and, and, and the offense for uh, the San Francisco 49ers, that D-line got after Russell Wilson last week. Yeah, they did. They sacked him four times. Niners, of course, going to be without all pro Joe Staley. Staley, yeah. He's, he's out with a broken leg, going to be out at least six to eight weeks is what they're saying. And so you're talking about 
you know, the 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 leader of that offensive line, the, mm-hmm. the, the starting left tackle, Jimmy G's blind side uh, blocker, um, someone who who's done it at a high level for a long time in this league. That's a big blow for yeah. for this Niners offensive line. Oh, well, definitely, definitely. Whenever you lose one of your starters, especially a, a proven starter, uh, you know, Pro Bowl player of that caliber, it, it, yes, of, of course, things aren't the same. And, and to say that they would be the same and, and that you're just going to just bounce, uh, bounce along and go ahead, um, it's ludicrous because there's a reason why the guy's a starter. There, there's a reason why this guy's playing and that guy's backing up. There's a reason why this guy is a pro bowler and the guy next, you know, and the, and the other guy isn't a pro bowler. So you know what you get from Staley again. It's concerning. Cal Shanahan's going on record saying there just aren't any really great players out there right now to kind oh, well, of to pull from. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, but they would. They're on the roster. You know, they're all yeah, they're all taken. Yeah, yeah. So, so you the, the thirty the you know so the thirty two best left tackles so how are big already of a playing can, the thirty and the thirty two be? best backups are already on the roster. So it's well, you have one of those guys on your team, and the reason you keep him on your team is because you know that he has to step up in this situation, and the only way to be a good team, to be a a a playoff team, is to have guys that can step in those situations and perform. Uh, it's rare that you're going to stay healthy at every position the entire season. So you have to have guys that are are good enough to come in and play. Are they going to be as good as the player before? You hope. You hope that when that player gets that time that uh, he is able to do it because that's the reason you keep him on your roster. A, a player is a backup on the roster not because um, he has to be there, but because you think that player has the potential to develop into a starter. So th- that's what happens at that position. Um, y- you would like to, you would like to to still run the offense the exact same way. I don't think Cal is going to change anything. If anything, you may if you see the need for it because Pittsburgh is going to pressure. They, I saw a lot of that. They did a lot of five man. They threw in some six man pressures. A lot of corner blitzing. Um, they're nickel blitzing. Well, the nickel blitz. They a lot of nickel blitzing. Um, to try and, and get the ball out out quickly, so you're going to see those things. You may have to help, have a back chipping. Uh, you know, er, earlier in the week we were talking about you know Radio Raheem getting his um, Radio you know, Raheem. I think that from a blocking standpoint, he's able to do that. Um, so, and you can always you, you don't want to do it. You can help. You can put Kittle in and and take him out of the pass routes uh, to block, but. You, I think Kyle is he's going to run an offense, and he's going to expect – you have to expect the backup to get the job done. And Justin Skoll, the, the rookie, six-round draft pick yeah. out of Vanderbilt, and, and Joe Staley has already said, look, I'm going to coach him up. I'm going to coach him up yeah. to the best of my ability you know, while, while, while I'm out. Um, so it looks like he, he's probably going to be the guy. And, that, and that's why they kept him on the roster. They, they didn't do him a favor. So, the, so that's the thing about it, and I'm not I'm – not, Yes, yes, it's hard on the league. It's hard on rookies. It's unforgiving on rookies. But you have to play. You got to get better, and you're there. And they didn't keep this guy because of his shining personality. They kept him because they thought he could play football and he could help the team in this situation. And they also knew it, it's football, man. It's combat. You know that there is a potential for every at every potential at, at every position for somebody to get hurt. That's why he's there. So now you just need to, you to see. I told I told the people you're running from the cops. I have nothing to do with this, people. I have nothing to do with. I don't know. I, I got an alibi. Like, 
I saw you. Did you did you hear him drop the mic? He dropped the mic. He was ready to run. I'm just, back now. I'm that's, back. That's just I'm back now. That's just a natural reaction, huh? Whoop whoop. And you just ready to run. I saw your eyes get big and everything. As you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, man. So so the offense I expected to continue to grind the run game, the way the game was. When when the change was made, it was more running the clock out and grinding in the run game, and and I saw that continue to work. So let's just hope that that's still happening because Kyle wants to run the ball. He wants to set up that play action off of it, and and let's just see where this goes. But you you I, I can go I can go to Greenlaw on defense. That's a rookie six you know six rounder. I mean fifth rounder on defense. He's gotten his opportunity to play and. He looks like a player. Yeah. He looks like a player for real. So maybe we'll get the same thing out of the sixth round. And that's how teams really get good. That's how you build. That's You're supposed to hit on your first and second rounders. They're supposed – first and second rounders are supposed to turn into starters. They're supposed to turn into pro bowlers for you. If, you're, if your administration, if your if you're, um, talent staff, your personnel staff is doing their job, that should happen. Can you hit on your third, fourth, fifth, sixth rounders? If you can do that, then you have an opportunity to not only be good, but to sustain high levels of play because you have an opportunity to win games and not have to pay big salaries because those guys are young players and where they were drafted, they're not making a lot of money, which allows you to build in other positions. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is supposed to be in uniform for the Steelers. Yeah. So, uh, whether he'll play, how much he'll play, where he'll play, I He's think those, those are all question marks. Um, I think some of the, the, the issues he had in Miami, they wanted him to play corner. He's a safety. And, and and I guess there was some talk about maybe the Steelers maybe even trying to use him at a corner also. But the guy's a safety. He's one of the, he was one of the best safeties in the entire country coming out of Alabama I a, thought he a, was, a, a year ago. Yeah, I thought he was the best all-around player in the draft. I, when he was coming out, I just for, for what he just a playmaker and everything that you wanted done from a playmaker that you were going to take in the first round. I thought he was the best all around player coming out, and I had no problem with people drafting him high. I think he's still that type player that you can utilize. It can he play some corner in certain situations? Yes. Can he play around the line of scrimmage? Yes. Can he play in space? Yes. Um, he's he's he has that type talent to where you can use him the way Honey Badger was used. You can use him the way uh, Brian Dawkins was used at, at times. I, I think that he's he's just that type. He's that type guy where where I think that he can get in the mix. He tackles well enough, covers well enough, he diagnoses things well enough. Well, that's that's a that's a smart pick, and I think it was worth you know you give give up a one for him. So Niners home opener. Sunday. It'll be week three, last game before the bye. They'll be at home hosting the Steelers uh, as they try to improve to 3-0 and oh on the season. With none of the killer bees, huh? With none of the killer bees. None of, none of the killer bees. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Only good stuff, though, right, E.D.? Only good stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, that's it, really. Don't be a hater, right? Really, really. You know what? Don't, don't be a hater. It's all right. It's all right. You can hate. We're, we're big boys. I mean, we people going to hate you for whatever you do, we're, right? We're big boys. The, the great yeah. poet Tupac said that. Uh, you just better hope the cops aren't li- listening <laughs> because now they know how to find you. <laughs> but, the, 
Yeah, it, man. No, no, no Killer B. So no Big Ben. No, yeah. No Le'Veon, of course. And no, no Antonio and Brown. No AB, and he's got and some do, things going on. And I mean, there we, we we thought maybe there was a chance that the Niners could get him, but yeah, uh, Belichick Belichick scooped him up right away. Yeah, Belichick got him, and then right now everything's happening with him. Um, you, there's so much going on with AB that you know what serious note about AB. The Niners before all this was going on. Yes, I, I even contacted him. I personally contacted him about coming to the Niners because again, I want all the good players on in my colors. I do. That's just, that's how I feel. Um, and all I, the good and I know he was interested in happening. Now all these things are going down with AB, and then you know, we've seen the comments, and and you know, and now his entire pass is being put out there. All this stuff's happening. I did real talk. I hope someone talks to him and really sits down within his circle and just talk about mental health. I really do. We all, you know, there are fines being thrown out for guys getting hit in the head, and the league is always talking about how they're trying to prevent, you know, these head injuries, and they care about guys. And we really know that it's not about that. It's about money. It's about lawsuits and all these things. But if you are really, truly sincere um, – Let's go, and that's one thing I think Belichick and that staff, they, they do. They do take look at guys, and they try to look at them as human beings um, and not just look at the helmets and the, the numbers and the colors because uh, that's what, you know, people root for laundry. They don't, they don't root for players. They don't root for human beings. They root for the laundry. Uh, let's check and see if this guy is okay. Let's really – Check and see. If 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 I had a bad leg, if, if A.B. had a bad leg, just like Andrew Luck, well, his calf was bothering him, then you know what? We need to sit him down. We need to try and rehab it, get it stronger, get it better. If you have a bad shoulder, let's sit him down. Let's see. Big Ben, he hurt his elbow. Let's see if, if surgery can help it. Let's see what we can do. Why don't we check his head? Why don't we really sit him down, talk to him? Let's just see. Let's try to evaluate this. Let's try and see. Why some of these things that we think are outside of the so-called norm as far as he should be reacting, let's see if there's a reason why. If that reason is just because I want to, okay, then all right. Then there are also there are ways that we have to handle that. But if, those, if there are other reasons, then try to take the appropriate measures. All right, I'm off that soapbox. Let's go back. So no A-B. I just had to say that, man. No, it's, 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 a valid, it's a valid point and, 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 and very well said by you. Um, and I, I think it's needed, you know, as opposed to, you know, ostracizing people or, um, you know, calling guys, whether it's, you know, locker room, you know, killers or um, uncoachable or whatever. Like, let's really dive in to see what exactly um, the issue is, as opposed to portraying someone as if they're, you know, a quote unquote villain. Well, you, if, you, if I mean? you really, if you really, truly are saying that these guys are a part of the family and that you care about them as human beings and you're doing all these things, then I'm just saying, just take the stigma off of it and just check, just talk to them about it, just see. Maybe that's going on. I hope so, but just check and see if you know if if someone's making decisions or their actions seem to be somewhat irrational, maybe you should look into why this happened, just like you would any other aspect of that guy's playing. Because that's what you do. If a guy's limping, you ask him why. 
If a guy's playing, if he's playing poorly, you try and check out the reasons why. If someone's acting in, in an irrational manner, just check out why. And that's all I'm saying with AB. I, I just, I just check it out. That's all. Wait, why? Yeah, why? Why not this? Um, the get, getting back to the game here. Uh, get, get, what are some of your keys for for the Niners this Sunday? Um, I think the receivers. You have a you got a young quarterback as far as play. You have a young group of receivers, um, young in age and young as far as play. Understand that you're going against this three-four defense. You're going to get five-man pressures. You're you're going to get six-man pressures. You're going to have to be prepared to understand that you need to cut off your routes, your hot routes. Um, you know they're going to change on the fly when you see that. So guys are going to have to be. So it's going to be. I think it's going to be key for the the receiving core to be on page with Jimmy so that he can get the ball out of his hands in rhythm. Um, it's going to be key for Jimmy to understand where the holes are, who's coming, you know, who, because they're going to try to fool him. So understand where that, that hook dropper is going to come from. And, and the better keys you can get on that, is, is, is it a tackle dropping out? Is it an end dropping out? You know, is, is, it, a, is it going to be a safety dropping down? Um, into that hole as opposed to that too deep shell that he's showing. I think I think that's a very, very important aspect of this game, the chess match, more so than the matchup of the players. The chess match of, of those of the receivers understanding what's happening. In the run game, keep doing what you're doing. It's establishing that run, establishing um, the ability to be committed, We've talked about that before, being committed to the run, um, whether it pops loose or not, still being committed. Fortunately, they've been popping. <laughs> but, you know, making certain that you can make them have to play the run and establish that mentality, that physicality that they've been showing, that those are the two most important aspects of, of the, of the um, offense, in my, in my opinion. But the, the number one is receivers quarterback being on the same page so, so that when that pressure comes you can take advantage of it and that's that's key to me offensively defensively just keep doing what you're doing man keep doing keep doing what you're doing game they've had solid game plans football's about matchups this defense can match up with anyone they can match up across the board across the board they can match up and be in a comfortable position with the Pittsburgh offense. So just keep doing what they're doing. They're, they're playing very well. That's why I feel so good about this team. I mean, that, that, what they do defensively is repeatable. I expect them to play well this week. I didn't mention it earlier in this week, but that play by Quan Alexander against the Bengals last week, uh, that interception he had against Tyler Eifert, they were able to back up and drop back in space. Oh, yeah, Shanahan, yeah. Shanahan mentioned that as probably one of the game changers, one of the momentum, big momentum swingers in the entire game. Uh, last week, that was a huge play by Quan. I mean, obviously, making up for some of that missed time against Tampa Bay when he got the early shower, but um, that was it. That was big time by Quan. What I love about I, and when you said the play he made, I was going to say which one. Yeah, because that's that's what's happening. He made yeah, he made a, and, well, and a lot of guys, I, right? Well, that's what hey, well, you know, Alexander the Great <laughs> and Greenlaw um, are playing with an attitude. The linebacking core is still early. It's just week two, and I'm not going to peak too soon. But this linebacking core is getting back to the way it used to be. 
they're I mean I'm I'm not gonna make them I'm not gonna make them Pete Willis. I'm not gonna make him Pete Bo- Willis Bowman and Bowl. I'm not gonna make him Pete Willis and Bowl yet. But when those guys were there, it was you knew that was fun. You knew that you were gonna get bruised when you ran it. And and you had to be precise in the passing game because they could work in space. You got two linebackers right now. I love they play with attitude. Uh, they show up with rude intentions. Uh, I mean, they, they are just angry. The defense in general, that's how they're playing. I mean, even even on the back end of it, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing because they have gotten back. So the middle of the field now, with those two linebackers, and then I'm looking at the safety position, they are starting to hit people to where they are reinforcing my belief that they understand the Aztecs. Um, and there's an Aztec. Ronnie Lott told me that way back when, and it continued with Tim McDonald after he left, then Dante Whitner. And Deshaun Golson, they picked picked up and they understood that everyone has to pay an ass tax. If you want to cross, you can cross the hashes if you want to. But just like trying to get across the bridge, you're going to have to pay a toll. And there is a tax where you're going to get your ass handed to you. You're going to get plastered. And it's coming every single time. When every single time they have an opportunity to do it, those linebackers and the safeties are starting to hit people and do it. And it changes what happens because in that huddle, when that play is called, when the quarterback hears it and he relays it to those receivers and they know that they got to go across the middle, they are sitting in there like, man, damn. They know. I want to do they're, that. Because they're, they're reaching into their pockets. I don't want to go. They're reaching, well, they, they know they're going, but they're reaching into their pockets knowing that I got to pay the toll across this bridge. And it's back. So far, I see it. And I want them to keep that up. But that's I, it, it, changes, it changes an offense's playbook. Because I don't care who you are. I told you, you get tired of getting hit in the beak, man. No one, nobody likes getting hit in the beak. And I'm telling you, you're laughing. But that ass tax is real. That Aztec said that that tax has won five Super Bowls. It has brought five Super Bowls to the Bay because people knew that tax was real, and it, and it looks like it's about to be real again. Trust me. This you're is, laughing. Listen, this is the Believe in Forty ers podcast on the Believe in Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. Why Make you sure laughing? you subscribe, rate, and review. You're, you're pumped. You pumped up. I'm just, you know what? I just like seeing the colors doing what they're supposed to do. So far, so good. All is right in the world when the Niners are winning football games. Um, you know, I have a certain, I have a certain affection for the colors, and you know, you hear me talk about them all the time. I do, and and I want to see things done at a certain level there. And it's not about being given anything. No one ever gave any of those clubs anything. It's earned. And this team is outplaying. And the way, the way you win games is about being consistent. It, that's what it's about. And that's why you keep hearing me saying that these things are repeatable. What they're doing defensively, it's repeatable. Because that, that's, that's the thing. It's about matching up. And can you consistently do what you're doing? Yes. And a part of that. Yes, it is making people pay the tax. You're going to make some plays, but how many times, how, many, how, how much money do you have? How much ass you got to give? 
<laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll make you think of whether or not you want to run that. And, and, and then when you can eliminate that, it makes playing defense easier. It gives you an opportunity. It, you know, that tip ball because dude knew that I was about to have to pay that tax and I didn't feel like it. Uh-oh, that's, that's an interception. That's another time for Jimmy G to put points up on the board. That's how you win ball games. That's, that's how. I played on a lot of teams there with the Niners, and, and, you know, you have teams scoring averaging 30 points, averaging 40 points. You know, we play in games, they're scoring 50 points. You know what happens when you score that many points offensively? You have to have the ball. Yeah. So a, defensively, a you lot. have to be getting off the field a lot. A lot. You know, so that was I played on number one defenses while I was there, top five defenses while I was there. No one talked about it. We didn't care. But we knew we were collecting that tax. And the offense knew it as well. So that's, that's how it all works hand in hand. The defense is ahead of the offense right now, even after the points that I saw put up. Let, you know what? Don't slow down defensively. Let the offense pick up. And, I, and even with Staley being out, I still think this offense is going to grow. Shanahan, you know, his, his game plan versus uh, this Pittsburgh Steelers defense that he knows the, the Steelers are going to pressure. I would pressure Jimmy. Um, I would try to get him to, to um, do what I see him do now. It's, uh, everything's not perfect with Jimmy. Jimmy executed versus Cincinnati very well. He still threw an ill-advised interception because it was open at practice because he's learning. I still see him staring down receivers. You get in longer situations. You, when he knows, when he comes into the line of scrimmage and he sees exactly what's happening and it's like one read here, boom, he'll let it go. Uh, there are other times in longer distances. You start to get, you know, 7, 8, 10, 12 yards. He will stare down one receiver. I'm picking up on it. Uh, looking at the film, other, other players are going to pick up on it. Defensive coordinators are going to pick up on it. Uh, and you're going to start playing his eyes. So, so he's going to have to get better at looking guys off. And even if he knows this is the – I want to go to this number two versus this tight end. That's my matchup. You can't stare him down for 12 yards. You just you can't do that. Why? Because you don't see the other danger that's happening. Or you, you, or you don't see the corner slip or, and get beaten on the opposite side of the field. And it's, and it's six points as opposed to eight yards. So all of these things he he's got to start doing, but I like what he, I like where they are, man. Will this Niners defense be collecting taxes? We're getting closer and closer. <laughs> you like to that, kick didn't off? You? I, I did. It's I did. a real thing, I man. I, I I believe you too. It's a real I, I, thing. I grew up watching it. Yeah, getting closer and closer to kick off week three. Niners Steelers. Niners trying to improve to three and zero. Ed's pumped up. I know all of you are pumped up. I'm pumped up too. We'll be back here next week to break it all down for you on the bottom. Maybe get some more stories from this guy, the Super Bowl champion, and, and just what else that dominating defense was doing back in the day. He's ED. I'm Rashawn. We'll see you next week. Peace, people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.